3: This is the Busted Open Podcast.
4: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling. Get you ready for rebellion that's taking place this Sunday. How do we do it? How about this? Executive Vice President Scott DeMoore joins us on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, your Impact Knockouts Champion, Jersey's own Deanna Perazzo, on the podcast today. And we also get you ready for AEW Dynamite tonight after a record-setting rating last week. President, CEO, and owner of AEW, Tony Khan, right now on the Busted Open Podcast right now no but seriously scott i mean a lot to get into not just what's happening this weekend but just the world of impact wrestling and you know having you on for a first time and the growth of impact wrestling over the last couple years before we get into sunday talk about that growth and the the amazing relationship impact has with access tv
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it's been, uh, it's been an unbelievable ride guys from, uh, from Anthem taking over to myself and Don coming in, in, uh, in early 2000 or I guess it was late 2017 when we officially, uh, stepped in. And of course, one of the first calls I made because I'm, you know, glutton for punishment was to our friend, Tommy here who, uh, in typical Tommy fashion dropped everything he was doing to come and and help us work on this thing. And, uh, you know, it's been a great project. It's been a lot of fun. And, uh, I think we've, we've kind of stuck to our plan. We've said all along, it was about incremental growth. There wasn't going to be any quick fixes. There wasn't going to be any overnight miracles. And I think we've got a track record now built for month after month, year after year at this point of going out there and putting on some great, uh, strong quality wrestling on a consistent basis. And, and also something that we do that I'm very proud of is the way we tell stories and how, deep our stories go into the roster and the, our ability to do tongue-in-cheek stuff. So really proud of what we've done at Impact Wrestling over the last few years. And here as we are just, you know, days away from Rebellion, it's uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fun time, you know. Uh, it's been a crazy year, obviously, for us and everybody else dealing with everything during the pandemic. But uh, we found our way, guys. We did not miss a single week. And, you know, to your point about, our relationship with Access, it's amazing. You know, when's the when's the last time that a wrestling organization, uh, you know, owned its television network, or, or both companies owned by by similar ownership groups, really? Uh, but, but I mean, it's great. Like I've got Frank Tanky who runs Access on Speed Dial that we can bounce ideas off and everything else. And we have a great team with Anthem, where you know Impact Wrestling will do stuff for Access TV, which will do stuff to help uh, game. TV, um, you know, or Hnet movies. And we just have a, we have a great small shop, both at the uh, impact level, really with a small shop. And then as you grow into the corporate support that we get from Anthem sports and entertainment is an amazing thing. And it's a testament to everybody from Len Asper and Ed Norton on down that we just have a a great culture, a great group. And uh, we're excited. You know, we just, we just keep chugging along and, and getting bigger and bigger uh, I know you guys just saw the uh, the acquisition of uh, Invicta FC. That's an amazing, amazing pickup for Anthem and a and a wonderful partner promotion under the amp- Anthem umbrella for Impact rest.
0: You know, Dave. Uh, early on, the biggest thing that Scott kind of wanted, like, was to get rid of all the old negative stigmas that came along with management and all these different decisions of, you know, from TNA in the past. And he, they really did that. And they really, that was their main goal and continues on that path. And you think about from Slammiversary to, you know, Slammiversary, it's it's weird where last Slammiversary was everybody was talking about it. Now we have so many talents got released from WWE and I'm like, wow, it's, it. I don't want to say it's full circle, but it's another opportunity because impact during the pandemic was the first company to hire people during the pandemic. And it really, I always say this, it's it's what we look at, you know, she'll be our guest coming up, Deanna Perrazzo. We look at all these different talents, like, you know, it's, it's what other people see in you is what, and if you have that talent ability, your talent ability shines. And, you know, there, there's a lot of talent that really just have stepped up when they're given, like, we don't give, scripted promos we don't get you know talent has a say in their creative so it's it's pretty cool
2: no it is pretty cool and and again scott you know credit to you and impact for giving people opportunities during this pandemic because i'm sure it was kind of a day-to-day process because you know we really didn't know what the future was i mean we got a little bit more of a hold on it now but i'm sure those first five or six months it was it was a lot of questions and no answers
1: yeah, early on, and it's uh, funny, I was reminiscing with uh, with Josh Matthews the other day, which, you know, see, part of this job is I have to talk to Josh. There's just no way around it. <laughs> um, but no, we were talking about, because uh, about this time last year, we were just getting ready to to go in. This is around when we went in and did our first set of of, of closed studio pandemic tapings. And every morning it existed, waking up, getting a giant coffee and sitting down and reading like executive orders in about eight different States, because we knew that we were packing our production trucks and a lot of our production stuff comes from Texas. We knew we were, we were packing up all of our stuff in Texas. And literally as they started setting stuff aside and loading the trucks, we weren't sure if we were going to be at Booker T's place. We weren't sure if we were going to be at high spots. We weren't sure if we're going to be at Skyway. We had a place in Florida, Florida, we're looking at a place in Michigan and it literally was a daily thing of saying, Hey, where, where are we going to be allowed within the confines of the regulations to operate? And uh, you know, thankfully we found a great home in Nashville there where we, it's been our home post-production wise for years and they've been a great host to us and uh, a secure facility like that gave us some real advantages and some, some peace of mind. In in how we were doing things, and it's been uh, it's been an unbelievable ride. I think Eric Young is the first one I heard say it. Anyone who's been a part of this pandemic era and doing professional wrestling during it, we're we're experiencing something nobody's ever experienced. And uh, basically, we're this is one of those things like you know when when me and Tommy are old and crippled and you know our brains are fried. You know, we like to joke that Johnny Bravo is going to sit there and tell us stories of our own lives, and they'll all be new to us by then. Um, and some of them are new to us now when he tells them, but we're just going to sit back and he's going to tell us these great stories about it. And me and Tommy will just sit in wonderment about these uh, amazing men and women that came together and pulled this off.
2: It is, it's, 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 history, what you're making right now. Cause we've never been down this road before. Uh, is there thoughts about when possibly fans might be able to be a part of these tapings again?
1: Yeah. anniversary of 2020. You know, it's been a constant, uh, it's been a constant evaluation. Like legitimately when we first went in and did in April, we're like, Oh, we'll probably, you know, we have to look at being in front of fans again by summertime. Yeah. And obviously that would have been great and didn't happen. So it's been a constant evolving process on, uh, on when that's going to be safe and, and doable. On our end, from from an impact wrestling point of view, from an anthem sports point of view, we're always going to lean a little bit more towards the side of caution because we'd rather be a day late than a day early in a situation like this. But we continue to monitor it and look at it. Look, it'd be great to say by the fall or by, by August or whatever it is that we'll be in front of people. We just don't know, but we are making plans. I was off in some locations the last couple of weeks looking at new places to run shows, have uh, reestablished relationships with previous venues that we've run events with. And it's a, it's an ongoing process because obviously professional wrestling is best when it's done there live and interactive with a the crowd. They're, uh, they're a huge part of what gives us our rush as performers. And they're, uh, they're a huge part even of the entertainment of the, uh, of the viewers at home. So excited for that, excited to get that, that, that part of the business going again, but it, it really is a, a wait and see, uh, type of thing right now.
0: I hear fans all the time when I'm there, they always chant. I'm awesome. They say, I still got it. I hear that all the time. What are you talking about?
1: But Tommy, they did that to you and you walked into Dunkin' Donuts the other day. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> you know, Scott, do you feel like, you know, at the beginning, it seemed like fans just had a hard time adjusting to not having fans, you know, watching on TV. Do you feel like, you know, the fans have kind of adjusted to this new way of watching and that a lot of the fans have come back to the product over the last couple of months?
1: Yeah, I I, I think that, a lot of us have adjusted to it and certainly a big adjustment for the fans because as a fan experience, it's, it, it's totally different. And I'm a big sports guy. When I, when I was first watching, you know, MLB games and then NHL games, it was like, it, it, it was seemed so foreign to me, but uh, now I can, you know, turn on a game and, it, you know, I, I don't get distracted by, by the lack of fans, which, mm-hmm. which I think is a very good thing. And I think a lot of people have adjusted like that. Uh, but I think everybody's kind of excited and ready for the time when they do return because they do add so much to the ambiance and the energy and the emotion of everything. And, uh, I mean, really, I tip my hat to all the performers that have gone out there. Like, even myself, I'm not out there wrestling, thank God, for myself and more so for the people who would have to watch it. But just going out there and doing interviews and interacting with people, it's, it's so hard to go out there and do an emotional uh, back and forth, you know, exchange on the microphones and everything without that feedback and that rush and that, uh, that instant gratification response to what you're doing. And, and I just had to do it with promos, but, uh, the men and women, not just an impact, but throughout the wrestling business have gone out there in this era and continued to be able to put on great performances. I, I don't know how they, I don't know how they do it. It's, uh, it's a testament to, uh, to how dedicated and passionate the current crop is. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud certainly of our group and everybody for what we've managed to do here over the last year.
0: Hey, Scott, uh, this is more for a personal thing, uh, for, for listeners who don't know Scott was, I've known him for years. Um, Scott's been my friend for a long time. He was, uh, in the original CW he was in WCW he was in WWF, um, then carved his own path, uh, and now he's, you know, top top executive in Impact Wrestling. What does it mean for you uh, to have your own little micro brawler?
1: Oh, dude. Come on, Tommy. Uh, It's, uh, everybody looks at, uh, I got scanned for a doll twice in TNA. And, uh, and never, never got one and, and, and probably the right call, (laughs) you know, there was athletes more deserving, but uh, to have it, it's exciting for me. It's a, it's a mark out moment. And uh, I've had lots of people, you know, text me and email me and everything else and, and kind of say like, uh, cause they, they sold out the first day, all of them um, sold out. Uh, Now we had, we, we only released a certain amount because they were still coming in from overseas and, we wanted to make sure we had them in-house. We just released another small batch, which uh, hopefully there's enough crazy people to make sure mine sells out. Because, you know, Tommy, as excited as I was to have it, one of the biggest things was, oh my God, what if everybody's out, sells out in like an hour and mine, mine lingers for like days and weeks and months.
0: Pro wrestler uh, brain kicks in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ah, anxiety! <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I still haven't physically seen one. I'll get to do that while we're down in Nashville. And, you know, it means uh, it mean, means a ton to me. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, it's every wrestler wants to be, you know, turned into a toy. And uh, to, to have this is, is, is amazing. And, uh, you know, you know, I'll have a box of them and there'll be a, there'll be an army of little demores at my side whenever I need them now.
0: And, you know, Dave, you and Scott share uh, same brain with your love of wrestling, your love of old school uh, television shows. You guys have a lot in common. He also has a lot of quirks when it comes to uh, <laughs> wrestling and being creative. Like he's a big fan of the tag ropes and how tags must be made. Of course. He's got a lot of. They're yeah, there no, I for know. reason. T-
2: the tag rope is there for a reason. He's established that. Oh, trust yes. me.
0: Wrestlers can't make matches. Management has to make matches. He yells at me. Well, I mean, that's a given.
2: Why? why, You know, then you have complete chaos. Then all you need to do, that would be like going to Monday Night Raw on your first time on the show and demanding a championship match at WrestleMania for a title. Oh, yeah, that's right. That happened uh, just a few (laughs) weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, that would be chaos, Scott, if you didn't have, you know, some kind of uniformed rules. Well, I mean, some people,
1: some people disagree and look, I get it. There's always different ways of telling stories, but as a guy who comes from a sports background, it's like some of it, well, why can't you know? Well, yeah, I remember when I was young and Alan Trammell and uh, and Lou Whitaker just went to George Bell and Jesse Barfield and said, look, you guys, we're going to see you on the field next Saturday at tiger stadium. And we'll settle this once and for all. And boom, a game was made. You know? <laughs> it's just, just, just just not how the world works so you know my bears my beloved bears won that that 85 super bowl that that uh, i'd love just so much and i mean just the way the pittsburgh steelers rushed on the field and smashed their trophy and said you're not the champions we're gonna cash in our shot right now <laughs>
2: See, he's got that would have been pretty cool that would have been <laughs>
1: pretty cool <laughs> i would i would have popped for that
2: the
0: 85 was- bears would have destroyed anybody
2: physically the only ones yeah, that went to blows was Ryan and uh, Dicko were the only ones that went to blows. Yeah. Um. So yeah. so Scott, when you when so when you look at what's going on right now, we got to get into Rebellion obviously on Sunday, April twenty fifth, pay per view on Fight TV, uh, top to bottom, great card. But this main event is what everyone's talking about. You know, Rich Swan, your Impact World Champion, going up against Kenny Omega, the AEW Champion, uh, title versus title huge main event has to be the biggest main event in impact wrestling history.
1: You know, the hype in me certainly says so there's been some amazing main events over the years. uh, But I mean, you've got two world champions from completely rival promotions. This isn't, this isn't global force wrestling and impact. This isn't, you know, this isn't WCW and ECW and WWE WWF. It's it's two completely separate promotions that have no, no intermingled business ties and have just chose to, to do some things as far as for you know the programming and what we can do together and to try to to try to figure out some cool stuff that's never been done. And I always say Don Callis uttering the the um, you know the, the the words of the term access TV. on on tnt that's groundbreaking not just wrestling but in television uh you know kenny omega showing up you know matt hardy getting to make an emotional return which obviously is great for someone who just shows up and oh cool matt hardy's on the show but also on a deeper level after everything that went down with matt hardy and in impact wrestling years ago which has been squashed years ago and um, but to have that return with good feelings and being able to have that feel good moment, I know it meant a lot to Matt and I know it meant a lot to uh, everybody here at Impact to do that. And, and here we are, title versus title, Rich Swan, who has such an unbelievable story and is such an amazing competitor and human being. And Kenny Omega, a guy who is, has truly revolutionized the industry on, on many levels and, and is continuing to do so as part of this and you know being able to to work on a on a level with tony khan who uh is is everything that everybody said he was and and tommy had told me because i had never met tony and you know you hear this and you hear that tommy said right away tony khan is a is a wonderful guy great dude he loves professional wrestling he knows like a lot of us he's a historian uh, of wrestling and, and, and somebody who appreciates its history. So being able to do that and do things uh, with the AEW team and that has been fantastic. And then, you know, guys getting Maro Ranallo to come back to professional yep. wrestling. I, I think if you want to make an argument, you can certainly we can sit here and debate over who the greatest wrestling announcer is of uh of our generation or even of the last hundred years is you know people say gordon Solie. some people you know say mike today of course many will say jim ross and, and totally deserving but if you're going to talk combat sports and who the greatest play-by-play announcer is ever in combat sports then i I'm, you're hard-pressed to say anybody other than Moro Ronaldo. When you look at what he's done in boxing with Showtime Boxing and everything else and calling some of the biggest fights in history, you look at what he's done in MMA, with starting with Pride and moving on for the last 20 years and what he's done there, and you look at his body of work in pro wrestling, he's, uh, he's the absolute best when you go cross-genre. Uh, cross and Morrow's excited. You know, Morrow's a friend of mine. We've been friends for over 20 years. We were in Stampede Wrestling together in 2000. God, that seems like a lifetime ago. And um, excited to have him back. And he's excited to be here. I got a call coming up with him because he just, he's, he's the very best and he does his research. He's talking to everybody and getting their, their, their input so he can do his notes and have a full grasp. He's been watching the product. That's why he wants to call it. And uh, I'm excited. We're going to have Matt Stryker and Dilo Brown, who have been doing an amazing job, I think, for us. And then they get joined by Mauro Rinaldo. And I think I'm always hesitant of a three-man booth. But with those three in the booth, I think you get three amazing, unique perspectives. And I, I think it's the if you're going to do the match of a generation, if you're going to do something that's that's going to change the world and change history, and, and really stake a claim in it, well, then who better than Moro Ronaldo to provide the soundtrack to that history?
0: And you, you also talk about implications. You know, are the current impact tag team champions are work for New Japan? Uh, Finn juice. And it's just this open door policy that Scott has allowed. And again, having talent been able to shine, it kind of messed up our television a little bit with them winning because we don't have our titles wrestling on the show, but Hey, you know, we deal the best we can. And for, again, for our listeners, I know a lot of people because the stories are now being told about like how many people I have helped in the industry, but Scott Demore has given opportunity and helped So many wrestlers and in the years to come, it'll be told about how many people he has helped. I mean, you look at that impact roster, there's a lot of people that he gave first breaks to and then all across the business because he's another guy who he believes in people as well as given opportunity when he has talent. I mean, Petey Williams, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, they're all people who he gave opportunity to you know, and the list will go on and on for a lot of generations. Once that story is told, you just got to go to the Peacock network to eventually hear it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They can't have our history, Tommy. It's ours. They to access TV now though. (laughs) Um, But look, Tommy, much like you, I mean, I, I, I I get I have a great passion for working with people. If there's one thing, one job I could do in this industry, it would be coach. Uh, I love doing it. I'm starting to, to, to do it a little again on a small, again, do it again on a small scale. And uh, I, I love it. I'm passionate for it. And Tommy, like, like, like guys like us wouldn't, wouldn't be where we are if people didn't give us opportunity and didn't see something in us and, and, and bestow us with some, some, some knowledge and, and hope that we were smart enough to retain at least some of it. But without the Terry Taylors, without the Chief J Strongbows, without the Jody Hamiltons who, For some reason you know were willing to work with me and teach me and and mentor me then the the lessons that these all-time greats gave to me i'll never be in their class but i i feel like i've been entrusted with this and and for what i can i try to do my best to pass it on because i don't like i said i don't i don't know why chief j Strongbow called me every week uh or at the time it was every other week after after the you know they would go on the road for raw and superstars but why he would but he would call me talk to me talk about what was on wrestling vent about the show which is great listening to old-timer events and uh, you know just so much knowledge and uh, I try to pass that on because I'm, I'm honored to have been giving it and then I, I love being part of taking that knowledge from the 60s the 70s and the 80s and then watching what this current generation uh, can do with it
2: Back here on Busted Open, Dave got Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy just had Executive Vice President of Impact Wrestling, Scott Demore on the show. And obviously talking about rebellion that's taking place this Sunday, April 25th, on Pay-Per-View and available on Fight TV. And if we're going to talk Impact Wrestling, and we're going to talk a big show, and we're going to talk about a Pay-Per-View, and we're going to talk one of the most historic cards for Impact Wrestling's history. How do we not have on your knockouts champion, Deanna Perrazzo? Deanna, good morning. How are you?
3: Good morning. I'm good. How are
2: you? I'm excited about this show that's taking place (laughs) on Sunday, especially the match that you have in one of the main events Sunday night.
3: I'm so excited about it. Um, I feel like right before you know anything i do but especially these these big pay-per-views we have um the week before is like all the preparation and i just have so much anxiety getting to you know sunday this week so um i'm very excited as well
0: anxiety you're the yeah. friggin' Come best on, female performer in professional wrestling right now what type of anxiety you think rick flair used to go and have anxiety no <laughs>
3: Uh, I know, but I feel like it's not necessarily match anxiety because once I step in the ring, I know that I'm the best. Um, but it's, I get a vision of like what I want to look like and how I want to present myself and you know what I want to do in the match. And if there's, there's a new move set or new things that I could do or different ways to manipulate the arm. So it's just that like preparation of like, make sure everything's in place, make sure I'm going to present myself the way I want to be presented this time around. Um, and then have that completely ready.
0: How uh, have you ever faced to Neil Dashwood before?
3: i have um never in impact but um you know in other companies in nxt and ring of honor and then some a few times on the indies oh wow
0: that's cool i didn't know that yeah yeah One, And, I, and I'm, a new I'm way to manipulate down. the arm just put a hammer in your boot and just bash her hand a couple of times
2: good way to do it
3: <laughs> i mean i'll retain the belt it might be illegal but i'll still be the champion after
2: Exactly. That's right. That's right. Because when you're the champion, you can lose by disqualification and still hold on to the title. That's all that matters at the end of the day.
3: You know what? But I say I'm the best and I don't like to take those easy way out. Um, those easy ways out, I like to, you know, be who I say I am and, and do what I say I can do. And that's beat someone clean, but also break their arm.
0: I like it. You know, we just had uh, Scott Demore on and we were talking about from like Slammiversary to Slammiversary, uh, how, you know, coming up, it's kind of like full circle where they had gotten rid of, you know, WWE has gotten rid of so many people around the literally on the same, what a year apart. And then all these talents became available to us. Is there any specific talents that you welcome the opportunity to face that are kind of out there on the open market in 90 some odd days?
3: Yeah. Um, I think it, it's it's so great because this just happened a year ago, and and, and great. It's a double-edged sword because everyone that this happened to last year, myself included, has kind of found a new home and landed on their feet and been successful. So I think if this had to happen to the next round of people, um, we've kind of set that template for like it's going to be okay. Um, you will be successful and thrive in wherever um, you land. And you know, obviously, I want my best friend Chelsea Green to come back to Impact. She's a former Knockouts champion. Um, Mickey James will be free in ninety days. She's a former Knockouts champion, um, and then i also love cassie and billy um as individuals and as a tag team and we have a tag division so i think you know any of those four um we would benefit tremendously from and vice versa
0: no i agree there's just uh yeah our knockouts division would be heads above the rest if we could add those four towns got to get on scott about that one (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh, trust me, I will. Um, You know, I want our knockouts division to be, you know, the most coveted division in the world. I want to compete against the best. That's exactly what I've been asking for for the last few months now. And, um, you know, just those four names, there's, there's tons of other people on my list that I'd love to compete against at Impact, but specifically those four, because I think that they've been asking for opportunities. They've pitched things and pitched things and, you know, it just kind of fell on deaf ears. And I felt very much that way, and look at how my years turned out. So, um, I'm excited for all of the people that got released, um, to, to see what the world has to offer outside of that one company.
2: Well, we, you talk about the world, and and Diana, it was about a year ago that we were talking to you after your release from the WWE, and what a what a uncertain time. We were just talking about it with Scott Damore because. You know, the world didn't know what was happening with this pandemic, and we're dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, you get released by the WWE, but here you are a year later. You're on this big show that's happening on Sunday. You're the champ. You know, you're, you're a part of a company that's growing. You know, you're a part of a company that, let's face it you know 1.2 million this past wednesday on AEW Dynamite was being talked about so like just talk about this last year how crazy it's been for you but where you stand right now a year ago you couldn't have thought in your wildest dreams that you would be in this situation right now
3: uh not at all Um, and there was hope and there was, you know, that determination that I could be doing what I'm doing, but I feel like, um, impact the last year has given me the opportunity to shine the opportunity to learn from my mistakes and learn on a weekly basis who I want to be and how I want to present myself. And I just think for me personally, you know, maybe in the last, you know, 12 weeks or so, I've done my best work. I feel like every time um, I'm given an opportunity to do a promo or to, you know, have a a match on these these monthly um, Impact Plus pay-per-views, like I'm thinking, how can I be better than I was last time? I want everything I do to be my best piece of work because I still have a chip on my shoulder. I still, you know, anyone can have one good year, but if you can have five good years, then there's no fluke in that. And no one can deny me um, being the best or being what I claim to be. Um, So everything I do is so important to me because I want to put my best foot forward. And then I also want to be a part of impact, putting their best foot forward. And we get to do that on nights like Sunday at Rebellion, where there is this, this, wrestling world changing match between Kenny and Rich um, and that kind of you know it's not just between Kenny and Rich it's Impact versus AEW in, in a weird way you know because we all have such strong feelings for our companies and I, I want Impact to, to come out on top and I want to show the world like we are one of the best if not the best and I believe we are the best um, wrestling company right now
0: I agree you just wrestled uh, you retired my good friend Jazz yep. had a hell of a match with her <laughs>
2: I um, sorry. I'll be sorry.
3: Well, um, you know what, Tommy? It's your fault. You had her put something on the line, and it she picked her career.
0: I thought she might win. Get like... <laughs> but, hey, you did it. And she has no regrets. She's still on her retirement tour. Yeah. But uh, I consistently watch you and just go out there each and every week and kill it, whether you're wrestling with Jazz, uh, you ODB, uh, Jordan Grace. You're just out there performing uh, as well as your promos you know you you command an audience when there's no audience there which is an amazing compliment to you because i've watched millions of people cut promos and i'm literally sitting there and i'm like i believe every word that you say and you also talk about a year i follow you on social media plus we're friends but like now you're a homeowner if you think about all these progressions that you've had in your life in a year where the pandemic has affected all of us you're, you could go one way and be depressed and sad about it, or you could go the other and try to get a positive out of this. So I feel you've gone the positive route with all
3: this. Thank you. Oh, being a homeowner is like a completely different, they don't, they don't prepare you for this. Right. Um, and you know, unfortunately back in February, my boyfriend was someone who was fired from WWE. So it's just been like a whole whirlwind of a year of so many different emotions, but I feel like I have a really strong, um, core group of people at impact. And then in my real life that have been able to ground me and, you know, make me see those positives. And when I get negative, be like, hold up. No, look at what you're doing. Look at how successful you've been personally and professionally. Um, so, you know, I could take all the credit in the world, but there's so many people at impact and in my personal life that deserve the credit for how successful I've been too.
0: Man, then you should have let jazz win. Just so <laughs> <I
3: can>. <laughs> but <laughs> jazz isn't one of those people.
2: you you know Deanna, you talk about being a homeowner and then during this pandemic my wife and i bought a house in vernon new jersey and i know that's uh, an area where you're familiar with Mm -hmm. can i find some good pizza in this area i mean i'm searching like i mean you gotta help me out here like i'm Um, dying as an italian from you know from (laughs) close to new york city to come up here to Vernon. anything any suggestions any help Um. at all
3: I'm going to suggest you get some dough and some titorosa <laughs> crushed tomatoes and some mozzarella yourself and make your own because that might be better than anything you could get up there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um maturity and maturity is a word that gets thrown around a lot in in the world of pro wrestling but do you feel like you've matured a lot like you know being a homeowner now having a home with impact wrestling and knowing what it's like to lose an opportunity but then to gain an opportunity which is a better one because you're actually being you know respected uh do you feel like you matured a lot over the last 12 months
3: Yeah, I do. Um, And what's so funny is um, Chelsea's done some interviews, you know, right after she got fired. And I think the first time, maybe some of the first people I spoke to was you guys. And I listened to Chelsea's interview and then I listened to mine um, because she was so mature and so professional. And I felt like, oh my gosh, like I just went out there and went, ah, this is how I feel. Um, And I wanted to listen to it back because I feel like in the last year, I've become a completely different person and I've, um, you know, pick and and choose my battles and I, I bite my tongue when it's necessary. And um, I think it's all because I feel respected and I feel like um, I, I don't have to fight for everything I want anymore. And it's, it's not that it's given to me, but I, I am working for it and I'm earning it. Um, and especially in the last year, listening to some of my first interviews when I was released to talking to you guys now, I feel like a completely different person.
0: Uh, it's I remember it. it's like a battered dog syndrome. Uh, I remember when you first came to impact, it was, Hey, this is going to be, you know, we're kind of feeling out process. And I knew it because I, how I experienced it uh, through there. And a lot of people were just trying to be like, Hey man, we, somebody else sees something in you, which is an amazing feeling. And somebody wants you to go out there and shine. And then you realize like, you know uh, I, I know a lot of people, I don't, I don't know if people know how to read me but like right away it's like hey this is what you're doing I'll you ask me a question I'll answer you truthfully yeah. and a lot of time and there's no like well where you know what did he mean by that or am I going to get heat or am I going to do all this no it's just that's how we work and then it's just like stra like go out there and be you and like even on promos I'll be like hey uh, this is what you want to talk about go and then you'll come back to me and like i don't know 10 minutes or two minutes and just be like, bang, bang, bang. And like, dude, that was great. What if we did this? And it's just this steamrolling because you are that good. And as long as you have coaches or people that you watched uh, wrestling and they're trying to lift you up and not break you down, then you're going to strive on that. And a talent as someone like you, that's why you, you strive. And it's no longer that battered dog syndrome. It's like, wait, I have a new family and this family really likes me. And this family (laughs) loves me and I can get hugs and kisses from this family and like stuff like that. So.
3: Yeah, even like, you know, we had a situation where I came to you like in tears and I was just like, I don't know how to handle this because I felt this way before and it made me need to like get out. And I I like this place, how do I handle it? And I I feel like everything you're talking about, that open communication, that trust and that honesty um, made me come to you and know that like, I can be tearful and I can tell you how I feel and you're not gonna hold it against me. You're going to figure out my problem in the best way you can and make sure tomorrow I come back feeling happy and confident and comfortable um and i think you know i've almost been wrestling the end of the year will be nine years i've never felt that before now i've never felt that comfortability and that camaraderie that impact like 100 percent has nailed however we've done it right we've done it right and i feel like um there's no one that i couldn't talk to and be honest with and get an honest answer from um within our impact family
0: nice
2: Well, you you talk about freedom and it's, it seems like judging from what Scott was saying before, what Tommy is saying, what you're saying that there is the freedom to be yourself. Is that intimidating to have freedom? Like, you know, everybody wants it, but when it's given to you, it it could be intimidating.
3: Yeah. I, I think at first it was intimidating because all of my ideas had been shot down and shot down and impact again was the first place that was like, let's give it a try. And I especially it's intimidating because it's part of you and now you're sharing that part of you with the world and the virtuosa you know is a character but also has very many extensions of who Diana Perrazzo really is um whether it be my interests or my hobbies or um you know my my ethnicity and my my family and things like that so it's definitely intimidating to put that on a public platform and and then there's always people who don't like it and that negative feedback but Um, the way we were able to present myself when I first came into impact, um, was exactly how I envisioned it. And, um, even if there was a little bit of negativity, it was like every week again, I'm growing and I'm going to get better. And it might not, we might not nail it day one. I might not nail it day one, but here we are a year later. And again, I'm doing my best work. I I can't be intimidated now because I'm 100%, 110% confident in everything I go out there and do.
0: And Dave, the one thing, I don't know if these promos have aired. She was the first talent who kind of maybe we'll ask him about it. But, you know, Tony Khan being the open door or the forbidden door, she was like, hey, how come uh, I'm not wrestling your champion? How come I'm not wrestling Britt Baker? Does this just, this shouldn't just hold on to men. What about the women? And I mean, if you think about what a Deanna Prazo could do for the AEW roster, that could be some big money as well.
3: Yeah, that, I'm waiting for that to air because they put out little snippets of it last night and I was like, oh, but my whole thing is so good. Um, obviously, as an advocate for women's wrestling, I want women to be part of this. It, wrestling isn't the boys' club anymore. Yeah. I want our knockouts championship to be contended for all over the world. And I know that whoever is in charge of the AEW women's division and Tony Khan want their championship to be held in the same contention. So why am I not, if, if we can have Kenny versus Rich, Champion versus champion. Why can we not have Deanna Perazzo versus Hakara Ishida? Or it can be Deanna Purrazzo versus Tay Conti because that is, you know, Tay could win tonight. Um, I think our division is continuously growing and um, is one of the best in the world. And their division in the same light is continuously growing and is becoming one of the best in the world. So there's no lose-lose no matter what the matchup is between Impact's women's division and AEW's women's division.
2: All right, so Deanna, when you look at and you know that that door, that open door, then you look at the NWA because we've seen NWA wrestlers move over to the AEW. When you look at AEW's women's division, is there some fantasy matchups that you'd like to have when looking at that division?
3: Um, definitely, my number one answer is always to have that champion versus champion match against Takaroshida. Shida. Um, but then someone like Thunder Rosa, who uh, you know had. The, the first women's main event, but like probably one of the matches of the year against my best friend, Britt Baker. So kind of want to get revenge for Britt. Um, but also I'd love to wrestle Britt too, because these are women who have cemented themselves as the top of the AEW women's division. And if I'm the top, which I am of the knockouts mm-hmm. division, um, you know, I want to compete against the best
2: interesting as they say some good names out there Britt baker phenomenal thunder rosa not a good person but a great wrestler so that should be that should be interesting too
3: yeah i think you know tay conti um has worked her way up and we come from a similar background of what happened to us over the last year and she's you know blown everyone out of the water with what she can do um and how much she's grown in the last year so she's on there you know nyla was um you know the champion prior so you know i just i want to compete against the best i've said it time and time again like any competitor any company any generation anyone um i've wrestled you know the best impact had to offer from from now to generations past i just defeated jazz for her career like what's next it's tenille dashwood at rebellion and i'm going to win so what's next after that i want to know
2: First of all, I love the confidence because she's already looking at Sundays as like a known thing that she's going to win that match. But, Tommy, we we are going to have Tony Khan on at 1130 this morning. Oh. So I think one of the questions to Tony Khan is about when is Deanna Peraza going to get an opportunity?
0: Well, you could ask him that. <clears throat> I think that'll be a good thing. I don't mind. I'll ask him. But you I'll, sure.
2: No, I'll ask him, Tommy. And Deanna,
0: let me ask you this, just total side note, because uh, from a fellow Jersey person to maybe help Dave, Dave has gotten himself into some trouble. I know you listened to the show, and he's going to be facing Thunder Rosa uh, in the ring in a couple of weeks. Okay. And I just tell him he should just not go because he's not a wrestler. He's getting in. He got himself into some hot water. He can't back out of it. Yeah. Can you give him some advice here because I think he's just going to get his ass kicked.
2: Well, first of all, oh, Deanna, before you answer that, and I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you because Tommy got some facts wrong. So let me, let me backtrack just a little bit. Number okay. one, we are not having a match May 1st, Mission Pro Wrestling in Texas, Buddha, Texas. What I'm going to do is I'm going to confront this woman who made a promise to me and didn't keep it. So I am going to demand an apology. Now, if things escalate, and get violent that's on her but i am just gonna ask diana she lied to me she took my t-shirt she ripped up my t-shirt which cost 25 cost me 25 dollars at prowrestlingtees.com she took it she ripped it and she wiped her ass with my shirt so may 1st she's gonna have to apologize to me
3: that's all i think you just let it go i think um you know how jersey women can be crazy like Um, I I think she's probably even more crazy than we are from what we've seen. So I think your best bet is to just let it go. I can't back out.
2: Tickets have been sold. Tickets have been sold for this. Let me tell you something. Tickets have been sold for this face off between Thunder Rose and I, I can't back out. Money has changed. Okay, but
3: she's wiped her ass with your t-shirt and then she's going to like smack you. How how embarrassed do you want to be?
2: Well, maybe she exactly. maybe she's the one that should be embarrassed by not keeping her promises and not apologizing.
0: Obviously, me. she's not, and you know, Diana and myself have seen a lot of wrestling, and most
2: confrontations don't end well. That's true. I want an apology. Just Fuck say that. You have, I want an apology. <laughs> I need an apology from her. Say you um, have a cold.
3: You're not going to get it. I wouldn't give you an apology as a woman that is like strong and independent and like feel strong. You know why? To-
2: Deanna, you know why? And maybe this is your 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 Jersey background. But Deanna, if you make a promise, like what you say you're going to do to Tenille Dashwood on Sunday at Rebellion, when you make a promise, you keep your promises. You understand? So we wouldn't be in this situation if it was you. you. You wouldn't have made a promise that you didn't keep. You wouldn't be disrespectful to rip on my shirt and wipe your ass. We wouldn't be having this conversation if it was you. So you don't have but to worry about, about that
3: thinking about Thunder Rosa. And I I just feel like she's going to kick your ass and embarrass you if you show up.
2: So show up. You up.
3: If, if you can live with that and you could come on the show, you know, Monday afterwards and be like, it happened. It is what it is. And live that down then more power to you. But I wouldn't be able to.
2: She needs to fear me, all right? She needs to fear me. I'm the first. rest of your life. You, you should live be talking over media forever. Exactly. She needs to fear What's me. What's on the internet
3: doesn't go away.
2: Diana? Thank you. I wish you luck at Rebellion. I'll be watching on Fight TV, <laughs> all right? And hopefully Thank we'll be seeing you. I'm. I, maybe Tommy won't ask, but I'm going to ask Tony Khan about you going to AEW and facing, you know, Britt Baker or Tony Conti or who knows, Thunder Rosa.
3: And you know what? I don't have to go to AEW. They can come to impact. But like I said, I want the best competition mm-hmm. out there, and AEW has some of the best women in the world. So um, if we can, if we can trade men – then we should be trading women as well.
2: I, I I agree. Deanna, thank you so much and good luck on Sunday.
3: Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon, Tommy.
2: See you, Deanna. God, no faith. She's from Jersey and she has absolutely no faith in me.
0: Well, she's smart. Tommy. All your friends, we have so much years of experience, and we're all trying to tell I you can't back out. confrontations I can't back out. in wrestling don't earn end well. I can't back out.
2: Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer. And man, I can't tell you how fun it is whenever our next guest comes on. And again, that's president, owner, CEO of AEW Pro Wrestling. And that is the one and only Tony Khan. Tony, thanks again for the time, man. This is so exciting having
4: you on. I I love spending Wednesdays with you guys. And thank you for always being so kind to invite me on. I love being here with you guys.
0: I said, you're the Robin to my Batman. You're our recurring segment, and it's working. Congratulations on the awesome, awesome number and show last week. Thank you,
4: buddy. I really appreciate it. It's great being on here. And uh, you guys and the fans of Busted Open, I think, played a huge part in it. You guys are the number one show on Sirius, and we're the number one show on TNT. And I think uh, you guys giving AEW this platform to come and talk about the show on Busted Open has been great for us And I just really appreciate the fans of this show because you guys have great fans and they really support AEW. I
0: uh, learned something from Paul Heyman a long time ago that, that resonated with me forever. He always said, never lie to your audience. And so Paul only
4: would, it was, it was not the audience. It was just, no, the, he would lie the to br- the wrestlers, the, he would lie, not to, you guys, not to the fans, but not to <laughs> the audience. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is you went on this show last week and said, This is going to be one of the best shows ever. And it literally has been your highest rated show. And when you believe in something and you believe in the men and women that work for you, and it's this relationship that they want to perform, your performers have a chip on their shoulder and you've mixed the veterans with the younger talent. And it's, you know, that demo of skewing with that such a young audience resonates, but you literally put your name on your product and you delivered. So you're not lying to your audience, which is so important.
4: Thank you, man. I, I always believe in that. And I, I never want to false advertise. I know that, you know, we, we gave a lot of praise to last week's show and the card and then going into the card, I know there had been a lot of hype, but I really felt like it delivered. There were some great matches on the show, some great moments. And like you said, we did our biggest audience since our debut. And wow. it was a great, great success, but tonight we're doing it again. And tonight's card, I think has got some real gems. And if you know a lot of people checked the show out last week and everybody who checked it out last week, I would hope they'd want to see it again. And we're on a real hot run and we got a stack stack card tonight. And I feel like if you're, if you're a wrestling fan, there's going to be something for you on the show because there are so many matches across the show featuring so many different wrestlers, but not only different wrestlers, different styles of wrestling. And so I really appreciate you saying that because I definitely hyped up last week's card and it paid off, <laughs> so.
0: Well, for me, I'm sold on Darby and Jungle Boy because those are two guys, and I've said this to you before, like what a bright future. You're the owner and operator, you know, uh, of AEW. And I look at my roster, my team, and I'm like, man, I have, I have the future in a lot of, the business in a lot of my guys and you know i've been the highest of jungle boy and darby his future is now he's you know the champion for a reason and that's one match that's going to be off the charts also you got and I, uh, this generation uh, especially a lot of the talent in your locker room haven't seen it but i lived it and it's an angry billy gun and that's a very intimidating person and angry billy is someone that you don't want to be around or somebody that you don't want to mess he is with.
4: pissed yeah He is pissed. I can definitely verify that. And I will back you up on that, that angry Billy is not a pleasant guy to be around. And I guarantee you tonight we'll get a very angry Billy gun and Darby and Jungle Boy. What you said, uh, I completely agree. I think they're two of the future stars of this business. Um, you, You can go back and look at a lot of great matches between young wrestlers who had a bright future, you know, early in their careers matching up. And I feel like this is one of those kinds of matches. This could be one of those kinds of rivalries. They've never had this match in AEW before. And tonight that is going to be something huge. I think Sheeta and Ty Conti, our other huge championship match tonight. If, if nobody's seen the road to special hyping this up, you know, it's totally free on our YouTube channel. We put these, Countdown shows and road two packages together. I think we do the best video packages and interviews in wrestling. And they're totally free to watch on our YouTube channel. And it'll get you really stoked on tonight's show. And I think the piece on the challenger, Ty Conti, who, you know, came here. She had been signed previously to WWE. And she was somebody that I thought had a ton of potential there in WWE. And I, she'd actually been here through Jacksonville working on house shows, I was surprised when she became available because I always thought she had great potential. She's really now lived up to it, and Taikanti is as good as she's ever been. She is a world-class judo champion, black belt, and I, I think not only that, but she is a great role model to young women, and I think that Sheeta has been a great, great champion for us. This is going to be one of her toughest challenges. So it's, it's really a really loaded card. And we haven't even talked about other huge stuff tonight. Uh, you know, I think the two title matches with Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy, Sheeta versus Ty Conti, those are huge. You brought up Billy Gunn and his really personal family issue with QT. And then there's uh, Trent versus Penta, which is a huge match and uh you know the rivalry between the best friends and the death triangle goes back even before the pandemic to revolution and uh a lot of people might not remember this the parking lot fight was originally there was going to be a parking lot fight between the lucha brothers and the best friends at the beginning of the pandemic and you know the nature of uh people being trapped for months at a time, you know, early in this pandemic, we didn't have access to the Lucha brothers anymore. And when they came back, they picked up in a major way. Uh, people might remember Phoenix knocking Orange Cassidy out legitimately with a kick, uh, which was not good. And uh, at, you know, the, the rivalry has picked up. And then we saw a couple of weeks ago, now that everybody's back pandemic is starting to come to an end. This issues pick back up. So Trent versus Penna, another huge match on the show tonight. Hangman versus Ricky Starks, uh, the number one wrestler in AEW, the Hangman, and Ricky Starks, who's one of the hottest wrestlers, uh, has won ten straight singles matches, and you know that's tremendous match on the card. So it's really, really, really uh, top to bottom. Such a loaded show, you know, that we're ha- coming up on the blood and guts. We're yeah. going to hear from MJF and Chris Jericho, the pinnacle in the inner circle. And so many people are excited about this blood and guts match coming up on Dynamite. Uh, and we, we got a lot of interest in that. Uh, Tommy, you've been in a lot of cage matches. I don't know if you've ever been in a double cage match.
0: Yes, a
4: couple, two. And, you know, it's one of the hardest and uh, hardest-hitting matches in wrestling. And uh, people are really, really fired up, I think, for that also. And that's going to be a huge, huge uh, match for us as well. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that.
2: And one match that you didn't get to because it's such a stacked card is Christian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs has been phenomenal. I mean, I look at him and, and how young he is and how he's really just been – uh, with AEW for a cup of coffee, but what he's been able to do, I'm really looking forward to this matchup tonight.
4: Me too. And, and believe me, Dave, I have, I could do a thesis on that one too. So that is uh, definitely, <laughs> I, I'd love to talk about that for a moment because powerhouse Hobbs really exemplifies what we've tried to do through the pandemic, which is expand mm-hmm. the roster and build up. And I feel like we came out of it stronger than we've gone into it in terms of where we're at with the roster. We've found so many young stars through AEW Dark, honestly, and then AEW Dark giving people chances. Now also Elevation. uh, And Powerhouse Hobbs worked his way up. And now he's undefeated in 2021. He is, you know, big part of Team Taz. He is one of the top five wrestlers in AEW. He's ranked in the top five today. I think he's ranked number four in the entire company. Mm And Christian Cage is a huge free agent signing for us. And, you know, I sat here and hyped it up with you guys that we were going to have a top star coming in. And his debut match was huge for us. It did a great number. And it was one of the best matches we've had on the show all year when Christian came back against Kazarian. And I think now this is a very different match. You know, uh, you knew Kazarian very well, and they matched up very well for a technical wrestling match. And this will be really very different match. You're going to see a big power wrestler against one of the top technical wrestlers. You're going to see one of the top young stars against one of the top veterans. And so it's a really different kind of match for Christian in his second match in AEW.
0: Well, I always say contrast and styles always makes for an amazing matchup. And I've been in the ring with Christian thousands of times and he is one of the best workers I've ever been in the ring with and Hobbs win, lose or draw will benefit from being in the ring with yeah. someone like Christian.
4: I agree. I absolutely agree. And uh, you know, I think the segment that set this up with Taz and Christian really was a very heated, passionate debate. And I think people were really kind of stoked on the, argument between Taz and Christian that set this all up (laughs) and uh, that will uh, hopefully bode well for a really intense match. So that it's a loaded, loaded card. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we Moxley, John Moxley, who we didn't see on last week's huge card, which kind of is mind blowing that we were able to do that number without one of our most recognizable, most important, stars, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, who's become a really, really important player in AEW. And, you know, they had been put out two weeks ago at the end of what was effectively kind of a cliffhanger ending when the young bucks turn heel. And so, you know, I think uh, tonight, one of the other really exciting things, in addition to all the great wrestling on the wrestling show, is that John Moxley and Eddie Kingston will be back tonight. And that'll be huge, too. And we really missed their presence on the show last week. It was hard doing the show without mocks. And luckily, we had such a big card where we were still able to maintain a lot of interest. But you you add an
2: extra hour to the show tonight or something like that? Dude, you got a lot going on. Got a lot going on.
4: There's going to be some great matches, too. It's not going to, you know, we're not going to shortchange people. So I'm really, really excited about you know, what we'll be able to do tonight. And I think in the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of exciting stuff on Dynamite, Mm -hmm. but there's been no shortage of great wrestling. And that's the most important thing to me is every week. I know what, you know, people who listen to Busted Open, I know what the hardcore fans want. You know, you go all week and you want some big matches and big moments. And that's what we try to give people on Wednesday nights on Dynamite.
0: Well, that's what you have been given each and every week. It's strong character development, furthering of storylines and solid matches. How do you not get into a television show that for professional wrestling would has great professional wrestling matches duh not hard <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I think so too and and you know I get you know not every match can be twenty or thirty minutes, but having some good long matches in the show every week is really important, yeah, and you know we don't do three, four pay-per-views a month. It's not like, you know, our, our pay-per-views are quarterly. They're big events. And you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell people that you get to see great long matches. You know, you're going to see 10, 15, sometimes 20, 20-plus 20 minute matches. Last week, the Unbox with Pack and Phoenix went close to half an hour and had one of the best matches you're ever going to see. And that was totally free on Dynamite. And every Wednesday on TNT, like tonight, try to offer people you know, that, that promise, that guarantee that you're going to see some quality wrestling on this show.
0: Let me ask uh, you, uh, your brain, uh, here we go. You're putting together this card. How do you go about and say, I want to open the show with this, my crossover is this, my main event is this? Like, do you flip-flop? Do you have all these decisions?
4: Yeah, I do. And this week there was, uh, you know, it's going to be with so many great matches on the card. It was really tough slotting. The matches, But on the other hand, based on the way a lot of the stars are performing, you know, the, sh- the show rating was very consistent last week. So I, I we've gotten to a point where I, on TV wrestling, I'm not sure it really matters in the two-hour card where you are on the card as long as you get some good time because it's all prime time, you know. 8 to 10 Eastern, 7 to 9 Central, these are prime hours. Anything you get in there is real good. And so I think everybody's, you know, really – clamped onto that real estate and we were able to maintain a great audience throughout the show. There weren't, wasn't a lot of flipping in and out. And I think that'll be for tonight's show. You know, when I was putting it together, yeah, you want big stars in those spots and we have people that have delivered in these spots consistently, you know, uh, Hangman has gone out time and time again and come out and open the show with some great, great matches and started us out with some big ratings and Ricky Starks, same thing you know, both guys have been in segments that coming out of the gate have done a million. And that, you know, is a huge, huge match for us. Starks versus hangman. Uh, And then you, you know, Ty and Sheeta, They're potentially in a world title match. Uh, They have the long time limit and I'll give them a lot of time in this show. And, and I expect they're going to have a great match. Also, uh, Hobbs and Christian. I mean, that's a, that's a match where we have to account for it and expect, you know, even though Will Hobbs has never had 20, 30, 40 minute matches like Christian has, who knows how long this could go. So uh, in preparing the card, you know, you, you, you go to the old uh, classic standby match model, but in this case, I think we have so many great matches on the card. I don't think we'll need any standby matches.
2: You know, Tony, you mentioned the rankings before, and I'm looking at the women's division, and uh, obviously Ty Conti getting the match tonight against Sheeta, but you also have Britt Baker at number two. Uh, Thunder Rosa had a big win on Monday night, um, and she's ranked number three. We just had Deanna Perazzo on, uh, who's your Impact Knockouts champion, and she said she, hey, the men are doing it. We're going to see Rich Swan and Kenny Omega Sunday at Rebellion. Uh, title versus title. She is really hoping at some point that she's going to get an opportunity against one of these women in AEW.
4: Well, Deanna is a great wrestler. That would that would be great for everybody. And uh, you know, I had I hadn't necessarily considered unifying those titles, but that's something to to see. And of course, Kenny will be challenging for the Impact title this weekend. And I think people have you know asked me why I haven't gone out and spent a lot of money, Tommy, on promoting it. And I think it's when I've gone to your guys' show to promote my cards, I've had to pay and buy ads. So uh, it's kind of, you know, on on you guys, but here's a little free ad for me that this weekend, uh, Kenny Omega is coming up to Impact Wrestling uh, and he's going to be wrestling for the world title. It's possible Rich Swann could be the AEW world champion next week. It's also quite possible Kenny Omega will be the impact champion, the AAA champion, and of course, the AEW world champion, but we shall see next week. And
0: Uh, uh,
4: it will be, it will be interesting, sir. I look forward to seeing you in Nashville, my friend.
0: I think it's uh, cool that you're a part of this history because you love wrestling as much as I do. And like the last time we've seen a unification like this is super clash with Jerry Lawler and Kevin, Kerry Von Eric. Hopefully
4: Kenny doesn't slice his arm up before we get (laughs) out there. (laughs) They do have similar hair. (laughs) There's a bit, you know, Kenny has never had a drink or touch a substance in his life. So I'm going to go out and, on a limb and say that there's a pretty good chance that Kenny won't blade his arm accidentally before it's
0: hard to take off a ring jacket. Just so you understand.
2: (laughs) No, but you know what, Tommy, this is what excites (laughs) me about somebody like Tony Khan. And this is why I love Tony Khan. And I love AEW. The fact that Tony Khan at his age, knows about that matchup between Kerry Von Erich and Jerry, Jerry Lawler at Super Clash. This is what I talk about, Tony, when I talk about your love and passion for pro wrestling and how you respect the history of this great sport, that you're talking about a match that took place, you know, 40 years ago at this point. I, I love the passion and the respect that you have with pro wrestling history.
4: Thank you, Dave. I, I really appreciate it. And you know, I appreciate you giving me this chance to keep coming on here and plug our show, but I love talking about wrestling of the past and great matches. And I give young wrestlers matches to study and Lawler versus Von Eric is definitely a great match to study. That is mm-hmm. effectively and with all due respect to Kerry Von Eric, who, you know, when he was able to perform and when he was in a good state of mind and health and, and sober, was a great wrestler. And sometimes even when he wasn't, he was a great, great wrestler, but this was probably not one of those nights, but the King had a great layout for this match and he was effectively working with a limp body. And the story of the match is he's wrestling against the limp body and trying to kind of keep it alive. So the referee doesn't really uh, catch on to what he's doing. And it's a great, great match and a great performance by Lawler. So Super Clash, uh, Lawler versus Von Eric is a historic match. And I think that's a great example of, you know, what it's going to mean if uh, Kenny is able to unify all three titles or, you know, alternatively, if Rich is able to win the AEW championship, he'll come here and we would see him next Wednesday. I am not expecting it, but on the other hand, you know, we'll see. And I've told Rich that at the press conference, go out and do it, prove it. Let's see him do it. And I'd love for that. Believe me, nobody would rather uh, see somebody else than Kenny than me. So, uh, th- you know, that's that'll be interesting this weekend. But tonight, uh, you know, speaking of championship matches, on TNT for free, you're going to get two great title matches in addition to four great matches beneath it. And to me, it's like a pay-per-view card for free tonight on TNT. And awesome. you don't get to say that. That often and mean it, but I really do. With two title matches, six matches, top to bottom, you're going to hear from Jericho. You're going to hear from MJF. Uh, I think, you know, with all that plus Moxley and Kingston coming back tonight, it should be a really, really good show.
2: Yeah, and we just had about sixty seconds, Tony. And again, AEW Dynamite tonight, TNT, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and it's a stacked card. You don't want to miss it. Live, live, uh, sixty seconds. Greatest match of all time, in your opinion. It, okay, it's it doesn't have the most bells and whistles,
4: but to this day, the one wrestling match I go back and watch every year. Okay, but there's two. There's two wrestling matches I go back and watch now every okay. year. One of them is very recent. Uh, they're completely different. One of them is Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks, which to all me right. is as good a tag match as I've seen. The other one, Savage and Steamboat, I go back and watch it every year. They're completely different. One has all the bells and whistles. One has a lot less bells and whistles. They're both perfect. One is my favorite tag team match. The other is my favorite singles match. So, Hangman and Kenny versus the Unbox and Savage and Steamboat.
0: Nice.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday
4: through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open
3: Podcast.
2: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious
1: XM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's
4: see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed...